Hi there, welcome to part two of this very special episode with the one and only Deidre. Thank you for joining me again, Deidre. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. So the last episode, we talked a little bit about autism awareness and the importance of um, spreading kind of the information and facts about that amongst the society here. Now, I also know that you are a published author. Yes, I am. <laughs> I have now eight books under my belt and I'm working on another one. Um, the best book I've ever written is yet to come. <laughs> Not that the other ones are bad. They are good. I promise you they're, they're fun, exciting, good reads, <laughs> but my magnum opus is on its way. Right. Wow. Yes as well as a, an anthology of science fiction short stories uh, called Her Human Horizons is on the way as well. Now that's not just me, but it's a collection of a lot of authors that have gotten together and contributed their short science fiction wow. tales you know, to come up with this, this uh, collector's edition. I yeah. see. Okay. So I know that you, you have a cookbook, right? That you have created specifically for Ramen yes, Ambitious. Oh my God, you have it with you. It's so pretty. I do. It's right here in fact. So that's amazing. <laughs> wow. I honestly, the cover for me, like just makes me want to eat it. Cause like of all the fresh looking like vegetables. Yeah. Right there. That's like, <laughs> yep, absolutely. And there's all the flags as well for all the countries that are represented. Oh, did that's you notice so cool. that? I did not notice that. That's actually really neat. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. All okay, those cool. countries. So you know, my because... first question, oh no, that's, that's actually incredible. That's a, the fact that each country is actually represented on the book. So you almost know exactly what you're getting yourself into when you read it. But um, thank you. no, it's incredible. But I what my first question is, what has inspired you to write books? Because you said that you've published eight books. So what's what's the story behind that? Well, you know, I had I had the chance, thankfully, to to get a great education in in college and work, you know, as a professional librarian for some time and in you know a few different locations um, as my first master's is in library service and my second is in communication I have taught communication courses at a local university here uh, uh -huh. for, you know many years and you know off and on I've had chances to work you know like with a proper job quote unquote <laughs> but you know along the way I've raised children and you know of I've course. taken time off here and there throughout you know my younger younger years you know to raise a family because oh call me crazy I feel I feel like it's really important to really raise them yourself rather than just hand them over to someone else of course you yeah. know to raise them so it was very important for me to put my personal touch on that but having you know such a background and having such a curious mind uh, you know 
like me, I, I really needed something to do, <laughs> something that, that was not just, <laughs> it's not just changing diapers or reading bedtime stories or anything. I really needed <laughs> something to occupy to your time. <laughs> my creative energy into. So the Hakima's Tale actually started off as a hobby, just something to do, you know, mm-hmm. to pass my crit, to use that creative side of me of me uh and have a channel for it but it turned into something so much more as i was writing a story began to unfold i mean and i never realized how much i was circling around the story probably for years because Mm -hmm. it just poured out of me especially the first book really just poured out of me Mm -hmm. and then i realized that that could be a trilogy And, uh, you know, the second book, I took a year to do that one and then a year to do the third book. And then, you know, then that turned into school visits and all kinds of promotional, other promotional activities throughout the Emirates. And, you know, the kids have always been so excited, you know, to, to hear about the characters of the Hakima's Tale, the magical characters, you know, and the heroine you know, who is an Emirati American young lady. <laughs> yes. Based a little bit, maybe a, a bit on me, familiar. just a bit, <laughs> you know, people ask me that often, you know, like is Phoenix, you know, your main character based on you. And I have to say in part, yes, but so is the blue genie, you know, I mean, even uh-huh. the bad guy is part of me too. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, one of the nicest things in the world about writing villains is that they can say a lot of your, the things you might have inner thoughts about. <laughs> but so, what am I find, really thinking? I'll write it down right you find now. It, you find it difficult to say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the blue genie can really say things that Deidre Stevenson can't say. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you started off with your first book and then you then, um, so where's the cookbook? Where does that fit into this process? Okay. So, um, after, you know, Desert Magnolia, my, my, uh, crime drama and my horror novel, the Skinwalker Resurrection and a couple of other projects as well, <laughs> I decided, you know, we, we, you know, we were having Ramadan every year, you know, being a, a Muslim family, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to make Ramadan a little bit more fun. You know, I, I always heard my children say things like, oh, Christmas is so fun. You know, I wish, you know, we had something really awesome like that, you know, I mean, so I, I really just started this out to make Ramadan more fun for them and, mm-hmm. and create a family tradition, something that they can look forward to every single year. So every night for Iftar, I would prepare a meal from a different country's cuisine so that it was wow. like we were taking a culinary trip around the world every time Ramadan came around. So everybody started to look forward to what's for Iftar tonight. Oh my God, where are we <laughs> Which country are we, are we tasting Greece? today? <laughs> are we going to be in France? Are we going to be in Germany? Yeah, up to mom. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And then I started posting about it and people started to follow the post so much that, you know, I started to gather these recipes together uh-huh. and the cookbook is what resulted, you know, I just compiled some of my favorites into the book and there we are. 
you know, along with some of my travel anecdotes, some of some of the countries that I've actually had the chance to visit personally, I said a thing or two, you know, and I maybe included a few of my personal pictures. In there oh, as wow. Well. You really like personalized like this, this part of your, you know, career like having that book out there that speaks not just about the recipes, but about USD and what you, you know, your journey and what you've gone through to, to create it. But I, what's interesting to me is the title of the book, the fact that it's called breaking bread like that for me is obviously like the symbol of it's not just about it's a it's it's the pun right so it's like you're breaking physical food like bread plus you're actually connecting with each other and it's almost like thanksgiving right it's like connecting with everybody yeah i figured you would (laughs) have that connection in mind (laughs) well thanksgiving is my absolute favorite american holiday actually because it is about family and it's about Uh people getting together you know and just relaxing and enjoying a good meal together and feeling thankful for all of your blessings i mean what could be better than that really you know i mean so what's, what's the favorite dish that you have in that book? If you had to pick one dish that was like the best, delicious, oh, everything. One dish. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Top just, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'd have to say, um, the great, the section on Greece is pretty interesting to me. The gyro sandwiches. I quite love Greek gyro sandwiches. And there's a recipe in here for making your own gyro meat, you know, for how to put together a gyro loaf. And then you slice it up and you make yourself some homemade gyro sandwiches. And the recipe for the sauce is in here too. That that delicious dill sauce that goes in there. Yum, right? So I'm quite a fan of Greek food. Um, of course, lately I have been sort of going more the vegan route of things. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get to really enjoy that again, but at the time, I really, really enjoyed it. Of course. Uh, oh my gosh. Italy is always a favorite. You know, I mean, I think I've got a recipe in here for homemade pizza. So that's wow. really, and some, and a nice spaghetti recipe as well. You know, um, oh gosh. How many countries did you cook for? How many countries? Well, every, well, gosh, with all the Ramadans together that I've done this for, I've probably been to, I'd say safely about 60 to 70 countries, you know, I've made recipes from, you know, well, there's 30 of which in this book, but, but there's not everything has been included in the book. I mean, I do Mm -hmm. have a Facebook page called breaking bread around the world as well. So if you really want to see, you know, how many countries I've actually been around to in my Ramadan recipes, you can go there and have a look. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, the fact that you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did not grow up in the Muslim culture, if, if I'm not mistaken. No, I did not. I grew up a Christian. Okay. Um, and, you know, with all due respect, you know, to that, um, I was always an, an incredibly curious child mm-hmm. and um, probably way more so than anyone else. You know, that was around me. I remember at 12 years old, I, I made an appointment with the preacher to the church, you know, that we went to, and I went to his house. I rode there on my bicycle 
And I sat in his living room, just like an adult. And I asked him, you know, could you please explain how the the Trinity actually works? Mm -hmm. You know, how exactly is Jesus the son for God and how Mm -hmm. is the Holy Ghost actually Jesus? But when he was not here, you know, that sort of thing. And I had a number of other, I had a whole string of questions to ask him, things that I'd put a lot of thought into. And he was so exhausted and trying, attempting, you know, to answer my questions, but certainly not in a satisfactory manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just trying to answer me and satisfy me. And I was still asking, it just made more questions and more and more and more come yeah. out to the point that he finally just told me that I was way too young to be so serious and I should just go out and play. Sorry, what? <laughs> what? I was he way too that? young to be so serious Homie. and I should just go outside <laughs> and play and stop. Uh you know, trying to figure out the world because God didn't expect that we should know everything. (laughs) Some things you just have to accept on faith. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I'm going to stay quiet for this part of the episode. (laughs) At the time, there really wasn't any alternative because I'd never really even heard of Islam, you know, Mm. at the time. I grew up in a small town in Alabama, you know, where people just didn't know about that or talk about it. Yeah, naturally wasn't around, you know, until I got to college. And then I met my first Muslims because I worked as an English language, um, a conversation partner in the English language Institute. Uh And basically it was wonderful because they paid me to talk. (laughs) It was the most fantastic job in the world, you know, (laughs) because foreign students would sit with me and have a conversation in English so they could pass, you know, that section of the TOEFL where they would have conversation skills. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. As soon as I met my first Muslims, I was like, Oh my God. So what exactly do you believe? Yeah. You know, yeah. That's you know, the curiosity the inside you more of your religion, you know, and tell me about your country. How do you guys live? You know, I mean, what are your <laughs> houses <and> like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the stereotypes We've all been were <laughs> stunning. I mean, it was really something. So it was it was really great. I mean, a lot of my first friends were Saudi Arabian, Iranian, you know, and it was so funny that in the English Language Institute, they told me not to discuss religion or politics with the students because they might get into fights, you know, because everybody was so passionate, so different mm. about everything. It's understandable. But I discussed yeah. everything. I didn't follow <laughs> of any. Of course of you rules. did. Of course I you did. Religion, <laughs> politics, everything with them because people will respond to you if you have respect for them. You know, this is one thing I learned early on. You know, I mean, they could tell that I was not being condescending to them. Mm. I generally wanted to learn about them. You know, I wanted to know, gosh, what's a what's a typical day in your life like? You know, mm. tell me about you know, what it's like living in your country, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and what's your, what's your president like? I mean, do you have a king? Is there <laughs> stuff like that? You know? Really going back to basics there, Deja. Really going back to yeah. basics there. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. And we all got along so famously. I mean, people who would have normally been fighting. And I think that all, that kind of energy kind of fed into the book as well, you know, because I cover countries like Afghanistan, you know, in the mm-hmm. book, and, you know, uh, Syria, Iran, Turkey. I mean, you know, there's, and I have no reservations about that because, you know, 
when you understand that people are people, wherever you are, you know, you are a lot less afraid of them and you, you know, they become more just like you and me, you know? Okay. So my (laughs) question now is, um, that's firstly, I totally commend you on making the decision to convert and to, you know, stick to your conversion. And obviously, um, just the fact that you practice Ramadan and it's something that you would not have been raised with. Like, I can only imagine like the struggles of like learning how to fast and how your body adapts to that. So, um, I wanted to know what was it like, like what really made you think, you know what, I'm going to start fasting. Like I'm going to do this, like no water, nothing. Like I want to do this right. Like what inspired you to do that? Well, you know, it was difficult for a a few years there in the beginning, you know, when I was first learning how to fast because pardon me, growing up, I, there was never anything similar, you know, in my life to fasting. Mm -hmm. It was inconceivable that there would be a part of the day that you couldn't have anything to eat or drink. And, um, I looked at it like, I mean, I talked to, um, you know, um, a shake about it and, you know, I asked some questions about how I should go about it. I mean, because it seemed rather harsh in the beginning, you know, especially for somebody who had just, you know, who was just learning how to Mm -hmm. practice Islam. And he gave me the best advice ever. He said, you know, you're like a little, you're like a child right now in Islam. So practice Ramadan like a kid would, you know, fast for as long as you can Uh during the day, you know, and each time you do it, try to go a little bit further and a little bit further, you know, and try to ease yourself into this process and God will, you know, we'll forgive you, you know, for your, for, for the short, you know, for not being able to do it fully right away. You know? I mean, some of and, us who have been like born and bred and raised Muslim still struggle with it. So you are definitely not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, you're, it's not easy, you know, and it's, it was not an easy thing to ease into, you of know, course. and that's how I did it though. I kind of felt like, well, you know, others, people who were born and raised in Islam, they had the chance to be a kid and to fast until one o'clock or maybe just go all day without food, but they could still have water, you know, so I didn't get that opportunity, you know, becoming a Muslim as an adult. So mm-hmm. I think it is fair, you know, for, <laughs> for me to kind of have that time in the beginning that I'm learning, you know, and I, I did eventually start fasting fully, like full on, like everybody else, you know, mm. and now I find it not only easier, but I find it incredibly beneficial because mm. you really do there is something that happens to you, you know, while Mm -hmm. you're fasting, you become a more charitable person because you do feel what it's like to be hungry. Mm -hmm. And you realize there are hungry people all over the world right now that don't have a nice iftar to go to. And it definitely teaches you that patience too, that like you don't necessarily have access to like all that food. So no, I definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah, they don't have access to the food. So you have to feel a little bit grateful for what you have. And I actually feel very grateful to talk to you right now because I know that you have some signed copies of your book for me. (laughs) Yes, I do. I have signed copies. And one of these copies that I'm going to send to you is going to be a prize that you can can give to one of your lucky 
listeners or viewers slash listeners, right? <laughs> wow. And Thank you, Deidre. Make for a contest that. out of who wins it. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, you guys, you know what? You heard it from the lady herself. There is a special prize up for grabs, a signed copy of Deidre's cookbook. And if you stay tuned to the pages very, very soon, I will announce the nature of the competition. You would, have, you would have had to listen to both part one and part two of this episode to be able to answer the questions and the quiz. But if you stay tuned, you may just win the autographed book of Miss Deidre, which is super exciting. And I personally am going to go buy one right now myself because I really need to look at that recipe for the gyros. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Absolutely. Yes, you should look at that recipe. And uh, as well, I will provide you with five additional copies that are signed that people can order directly from you as well. So you'll have a small supply of your own. <laughs> can I just keep it for myself? <laughs> But in all seriousness, uh, that's, you know, it's incredible. So guys, please do uh, have a look at my link in bio. I will give you all the details for how to purchase Deidre's book. Um, of course, there's also the competition. So if you have listened well enough in this entire, through the last two episodes, then you will be able to answer those questions. And Deidre, where can the viewers buy your other books by any chance? Well, they're all available on Amazon. Okay. So that includes Amazon AE as well. So and that would be mean that they are deliverable right to your home. Perfect. <laughs> they're available through barnesandnoble.com as well. So and um, also kobo.com and the book depository as well. And we also have them in a bookstore here uh, in Festival City called Books Bookstopia. Booktopia. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if okay. you are in Festival City and you'd like to just wander into a brick and mortar bookshop and look for them, they are there. <laughs> I love how you said <laughs> brick and mortar. Very, very important point. Um, exactly. But uh, remind me of the genres of your book. So you said one is uh, crime. One is the Hakim stories, the first one, and the, obviously the cookbook. What else did you write about? Okay, so and there's also Desert Magnolia, which is well that well, that's the crime. You did okay. mention that actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay. the crime drama. It's actually a crime slash courtroom drama. Okay. And Desert Magnolia has been based um at least partially on true experiences in my own life. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, interesting. That one might be particularly interesting. That one is not for kids though, uh, because some of the language, you know, that might be used there. Got it. No, <laughs> but, that's good for um, the viewers to know. Good for the viewers to know. And the Hakima's tale though is for all audiences because it is, you know, for young adult readers and it's fantasy fiction. So there's the revenge of the blue Jenny, the rise of the warrior and the dawn of redemption. So that would be three books okay. in that that set okay. um and also there's the skinwalker resurrection which is a horror book and again not for children because it's a horror novel you know? naturally <laughs> yeah oh and i do have a children's book called little loud beatrice and the magic painting as well so that's for the very very young ones Oh, wow. You really do. You've touched on every single kind of like age demographic, which is fantastic. Well, 
that's that's oh. incredible and there's one more that, that I don't have in bookstores here yet because it's brand new. It's called Ifrit. Ifrit is a novella for young adults and it is the first of a series called the A Spook's Tale series. Um, <laughs> and that's an acronym as well. So pick up the book, you know, or see the description, you know, on bluegenymedia.com. Mm -hmm. You know, we will actually, that's another place that you can find the buying links for all of these. And as well as Lemonade the movie, you can also go there for the link to watch on bluegenymedia.com. I don't know how you do it, Deidre. I do not know how you do it. Published books cookbook, screenwriter, lemonade maker, literally, both figuratively and literally. <laughs> like, I do not know how you do it. I have, I'm, I'm beyond inspired and I'm so grateful that you were able to take the time to talk to me about the first episode and now the second part. I am honestly humbled by this. So guys, don't forget, you can have a look at Deidre's books through my page or through the link in her page as well. There are clearly tons of different genres you can choose from anytime you want to pick up a nice new story and just kind of get lost in the lost in the moment, I, I could say. Um, and like she said, um, of course, I'm going to be hosting a competition very soon where you might have the chance to be that lucky winner. But um, in the meantime, thank you so much, Cedra, for being on my show. I truly appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor, really. Oh, you're so sweet. Like, I want to just like hug you. You're so sweet. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. As always, there's an episode out every other Saturday. You know where I'm like, where to find me Instagram, YouTube, all the, you know, social media platforms, you name it. If you have any questions for Deidre or want to, you know, pick up her book or have anything else you want to add, leave in the comments below and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.